0: Bible study. How many got your steel toed shoes and and your uh, shin guards football helmet on? You're ready? How many are ready? How many aren't ready? Now where are the rest of you? You're not sure huh? You're, You're undecided at this point. Praise God. Now our theme for tonight is Romans thirteen five. Read it, wife. Second Corinthians thirteen five. Excuse me. You buy hard chalk and it won't write. You buy soft chalk and it breaks. Read, wife. Examine the preacher. Examine the deacon.
1: Praise the Lord.
0: Examine the song leader.
1: Glory.
0: Examine your brother sitting beside you. Examine your sister. Well, what's it say? It says
1: to examine yourself.
0: Examine yourself. Now, I'm going to, I want this to be self examination time. I want you to write true and false to all these scriptures applied to you. Now, don't say, oh, he's getting on so and so now. Oh, come on, preach. You're on him now. You got him zeroed in now. Pour it on him now. Now you wait till it's got you zeroed in, and then you say, You say, Pour it on me. Everybody say, Pour it on me. (laughs) Praise God. If you're ever going to be saved, you're going to have to be honest with yourself. And apply everything to yourself. Now I'm going to tell you a common problem about folks that pray through. They receive, they come out of sin and they're baptized and they receive the Holy Ghost. They learn a few scriptures. And they, they win a few battles with the enemy. And all of a sudden they become so super spiritual. And the perfect divine authority on everything. And I'm going to talk about some of that because that's some of your problems. Now... I believe we have the apostolic doctrine. How many believe that? We are doctrinally correct. It cannot be shaken in the Word of God. That fella still hadn't called me back. I'm going to call him next week and say, Hey, was your phone out of order? You didn't call me. We were going to have a debate. What's the matter? What happened? I know what happened. I know what happened. He knows better. We have the apostolic doctrine. It is unshakable. We are standing on the rock. But do we have the apostolic spirit? Oh. Uh, now I'm going to talk about some pretty touchy things tonight. Now, God gave us a divine command, Matthew 28:19. And hold that. And get me Luke 24:47 and hold that. And get me Mark sixteen fifteen. Now I'm gonna start in real easy. And then I'm gonna get into the areas where you where you need to be spanked. By the way, all of our young single people sitting up front. Hopefully. We lost a couple of them last week or two. Lost a few of them. All young single people up front. Read to me, wife, Mark 16, 15.
1: And he said unto them.
0: And Jesus said unto them.
1: Go ye into all the world.
0: Go ye into all the world. And preach the gospel to every creature. And preach the gospel to every creature. Read
1: on. He that believeth.
0: He that believeth.
1: And is baptized.
0: And is baptized. Now, some folks say, read on.
1: Shall be saved.
0: Some folks read that, he that believeth is saved and shall be baptized. (laughs) That's the way they preach it. He that believeth is already saved and he he shall be baptized. But he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved if he keeps walking. Now I'm not going to go down through these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. We're not going to get into that tonight. I just want to establish the fact that God has given us a divine command. Mark uh Luke 24:47 wife I'm just going to hit some higher things.
1: And that repentance
0: and that repentance and
1: remission, and remission of, of sins sin should be preached
0: should be preached in his name,
1: name among all nations.
0: Among all nations,
1: beginning at, Jerusalem.
0: beginning at Jerusalem. Now Matthew twenty-eight, nineteen.
1: Go ye therefore.
0: Go ye therefore.
1: And teach all nations.
0: And teach all nations.
1: Baptizing them in the name. Baptizing them
0: in the name of the Father and of the Son and of, of the Holy Ghost. Ghost. Read on
1: teaching them to observe all things
0: teaching them to observe all things
1: whatsoever I have whatsoever
0: you. I have commanded you and lo and lo I am with
1: you always
0: I am with you always
1: even unto the end of the world even
0: unto the end of the world mark 16 and 20 now wife and they went forth. And they went forth
1: and preached everywhere and
0: preached everywhere.
1: The Lord working with them. The
0: Lord working with them. And
1: confirming the word with signs following. And
0: confirming the word with signs following. Now if the Lord's not working with you, you don't have any signs following. And if the signs are not following you, it's a pretty good thing that the Lord is not with you. Everybody buy that? Now I'm not going to get on all of that tonight. We pray through. We receive the Holy Ghost. We're baptized. We come out of sin. We learn a few scriptures. We win a few battles with the devil. Now, we are divinely commanded... To reach those around us. Now before I get into this Bible study, let me say this. When you get out there on the job and you witness to everybody around you. Forget it. Unless they come to you. You you keep on hammering on the same old ones. Hammering on the same old one and hammering and hammering and hammering and hammering and hammering on the same old one. Pretty soon you begin to build a wall. You can actually cause that man to be lost. If you keep hammering and hammering and pounding and hammering and hammering. Now when he comes to you and said, hey man, how about this? Or, or when, he, when he comes to you with an open attitude. But to walk out on the job, some of you are trying to prove that you're super spiritual and super holy. You're not trying to win the man's soul. You're just demonstrating how knowledgeable you are and how super holy you are and how much scripture you know. You're actually giving him a demonstration of the flesh. Not the Spirit. Now when you make a man angry, you've lost part of him. You make him angry again, and the first thing you know, you build a wall that that man cannot climb over. And you'll send a man to hell, preaching to him, Acts 2.38. Getting quiet in here now. Now you need to witness. Your best witness. Now, when, when you say witness, everybody thinks they're grabbing up somebody and, and start pouring a scripture into them. The best way to witness is a good demonstration of how you live and how you control your attitude and your spirit and your mouth. That's the best witness you can have. Now, I, I got on. You, you ladies who wasn't here, I don't believe. Now, you're, you're going to be surprised at the day of judgment. There's a bunch of them say, well, Lord, hadn't we cast out devils in your name? Hadn't we done many mighty works in your name? Hadn't we preached this gospel? Hadn't we done this? Hadn't we done that? He's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. You're going to have innocent blood on your hands because you couldn't control your spirit and your mouth and your attitude. Well, you not shouting. Why aren't you shouting? Hmm? Everybody's still saying, pour it on me? Yeah. Now, I, I talked to the men the other night. I'm, I'm going to tell you, everybody ain't going to make it. Everybody, everybody. Jesus' name, Holy Ghost-filled, apostolic, tongue-talking, Holy Ghost-filled. Uh, Separate from the world ain't going to make it. Now, He that winneth souls is wise. I'm preaching about a, a witness. Now, I believe in relying on the Holy Ghost, not your flesh now. I stand out, I just got done mowing the lawn and I was dripping sweat. And uh, I'd been raking grass, and I stood there in a pair of khakis and an old ragged shirt and no hat on. And, and uh, I, I just stopped for a minute, and I was tired and leaning up against the car, and two men walked up my driveway. I said, oh, here comes Salt Lake City again. But I looked, and they were older men. So I laughed and I said, I thought you were Mormons. And he laughed. He said, no, he said, we're insurance men. Bankers laugh. And uh, we started talking. But that man was open. And I was amazed that when I began to talk to him, he was a Roman Catholic. The other man never would say what he was. He just stood there with his eyes bugged out and his mouth, sagging a little bit. But I was surprised. I believe that man was a, was a seminary washout. Because he knew things that... He said, our, our, the greatest problem with us Catholics, he said, is that we don't know Scripture. And he said, most of them don't even know what they believe. Oh, I led him down through the Nicene Council of Trent. And we had a, we had a church history Bible study. He, he wanted to know what was the difference between us and the church of Christ. Well, I, I didn't know what the other fellow was, so I didn't want to say too much about them. So I just started talking about us and elaborated on the fact that I'd been to the Vatican and, and in St. Peter's Basilica and, and uh, all around, you know, and, and uh, oh, boy, his eyes opened up then. And uh, I, I told him, I said, I pastored in South Louisiana in uh, a, a, a small town of about 3,000. That was 99 percent Roman Catholic. And I said, now, I was terribly surprised to find out that Roman Catholics were some of the sweetest, kindest, most dedicated men and women that I have ever seen in my life. You see, that pulled the wall down. Now, if you're going to effectively witness to a man or woman, you've got to get the wall down. And when the wall comes up, shut up. Everybody say, when the wall comes up, shut up. Shut my mouth. Help me, Jesus, to shut my mouth. When the wall comes up. How many of you know when the wall comes up? You're not doing nothing but butting your head against a wall. From there on. Praise God. And I know what I'm talking about. I'm going to call that old boy someday and I'm going to say, Now you know, you remember me. And, and uh, I say, Now we never did get to talk about insurance. I want you to come back and talk to me about insurance. And I'm going to start on him again. He's, he's, too, uh, he's too knowledgeable a man to be lost. But I'm gonna have to play it cool. How many know how to play it cool? Praise God. Now, our attitude gets us into trouble quicker than anything else. I, I, I got to, uh, I got to talking to the men the other night about, about loving their brother. Loving your brother. And preferring your brother, oh, you know, uh, everybody say, "Well, I love my brother, bless God, I love my brother. you know, I love him. I don't know of anybody I don't love. Well, if you love your brother, I'd hate to see you with an enemy. I would hate to see you with an enemy if you love your brother. Now our attitude is the first thing we have trouble with. I I said it before, I'm going to say it again. I I want this to get through to you. We come out of sin. We're baptized in Jesus' name. We receive the Holy Ghost we learn a few scriptures and we win a few battles in long about two years some sooner some later there enters into us a spirit of pride or you say i'm not proud i don't drive a new car i don't live in a big house i don't wear fine clothes Oh, you're talking about carnal pride. I'm talking about spiritual pride. Spiritual pride. Luke eighteen and ten, wife. I, I wanna I wanna show you what spiritual pride is. Your your attitude towards your brother. Oh read to me, wife. Two men. Two men. Went up into the temple to pray. Oh, now that's a, that's, a, that's a good place to go and a good thing to do. How many believe that? They went up into the temple to pray. Now I can change the scene out on the job. The, the, the scenery doesn't make any difference. The geographical occurrence of this little episode. That means where it all happened. The geographical location of this little episode. Means it doesn't matter where it happens. I'll quit using those words. You you ought to heard me the other day. Sometimes, Sometimes the Holy Ghost helps me. I can turn it on. Brother Elder Elder and I Went one time to, to talk to a lawyer And we come out of there And Brother Elder looked kind of bewildered He said I wondered which one was the lawyer But I forget all that stuff When I'm talking to you I just lapse into the vernacular Of the truck driver And street language You understand that better anyhow And why should I Why should I Uh, Try to phrase everything so it sounds so cool and so nice and so intellectual. Praise God. Now, where it happens doesn't matter. You can change the location of this story to fit your own circumstances. Two men were together. And what did they say, wife? And the Pharisee stood and prayed with himself. Is that thus, what it says?
1: Thus with himself.
0: Pray thus. I'm sorry, I missed a word. Pray thus or like this with himself.
1: God. God. I thank thee. I
0: thank you, Jesus.
1: That I am not as other men. I'm are. not like
0: this other fellow. Oh. Do you know what his problem was? Spiritual pride. Mm. He, uh, he examined himself through his own eyes, not through the Word of God, which is our mirror. But he had such a blowed-up, egotistical, self-opinionated view of his ability and his character and his life. He said, oh, what did he say, dear? I
1: am not as other men
0: are. I am not as other men are. I'm not like the rest of you sinners on this job.
1: Extortioners.
0: You're what?
1: Extortioners. You cheat. Unjust.
0: You're not fair.
1: Adulterers. You're
0: adulterers.
1: Are even as this publican.
0: Oh, you walk out on that job and you say, Oh, I thank God I'm not like you, you sorry sinner adulterer, cheater, liar, beer drinking, tobacco smoking, cussing, filthy mouth, mind full of lust and pornography, oh, I thank God I'm not like you. I am so spiritually clean and holy and righteous. And I have come out of the world, and I've received the Holy Ghost, and I speak in tongues, and I go to church, and I dance in the aisle, and walk out on the job. Oh, I thank God I'm not like the rest of this trash. Getting quiet in here now. Mmm. Then you begin to tell what he done. Read wife. I fast
1: twice
0: in the week. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. I give tithes of all that I possess. Oh, do every one of you do that? I'm not gonna ask you to raise your hand. Either way. I'm just asking you. This is examine yourself night. I give tithes of all that I possess. I fast twice in the week. Read.
1: And the publican? And the publican standing afar off.
0: Oh he knew what he was. Stood afar off. Read.
1: Would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven.
0: Under conviction, couldn't even look up toward God.
1: But smote upon his breast. He said,
0: oh.
1: save God be merciful to me, I'm a sinner. Have
0: mercy on my God, I'm a sinner. mm mm-hmm. it's getting quiet in here now. Ain't nobody running the aisles. That means there isn't anyone running the aisles. And there doesn't seem to be anyone shouting. Mm, This is examine yourself. Night. Now your attitude is. Proverbs. I believe it's. 16, 18, wife. If not, I'll find it. Pride
1: goeth before destruction. Pride
0: goeth before destruction. Some of you are full of spiritual pride. But you are so thrilled with yourself and so carried away with yourself That you are unable to see the pride that grips you. Now if it was in someone else you could pick it up. I'm going to get on that after a while. But not me, bless God. I'm God's pretty little boy and the the church couldn't get along without me. And bless God, I'm so clean and holy and righteous. And and, uh, hmm. Pride. Goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Wife, get me Proverbs sixteen seventeen.
1: The highway. Read. Of the upright. Read. Is to depart from the evil.
0: Depart from evil.
1: He that keepeth his way. He that keepeth
0: his way.
1: Preserveth his soul. Read on. Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall.
0: Six Proverbs six seventeen, dear woman. I
1: thought you said sixteen.
0: You weren't listening. I forgive you. I have prayed. Read. Six a, seventeen.
1: A proud look.
0: A proud look.
1: A lying tongue.
0: One of the seven, the first of the seven things that God hates. The first one is a proud look. Now, you say, well, Brother Westberg, I don't look proud. I don't wear $300 suits. I don't drive a Cadillac. I don't, I don't, there's nothing proud. It's not talking about your outward appearance, but how do you look when somebody crosses you? Mm. Why, you poor ignorant thing, don't you know? Well, I declare, I, I come to realize that the first year I had the Holy Ghost. Do you mean you haven't learned that yet? Dear me, my, 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 well, I declare, well, you're new in the Lord. Now, wait till you've had the Holy Ghost two years like me. Ah, what do you call that? What do you call that? You know let, let me tell you something I've walked with God 28 years And s- suppose s- some of you new ones come to me And, and uh, you, you come in and you sit down And don't you ever stop doing it Now you new ones I'm yours Day or night I'm yours Now you old hard heads You need to learn to paddle your own canoe a little bit And you need to help somebody else but the new ones i am available 24 hours a day any day day or night i didn't even chew brother divine out for coming to my office before church i just let him come i knew what i knew what he was wrestling with i sat where he sat i was sitting where he was sitting i I knew he needed someone to talk to. He he was desperate. His back was against the wall. And so I didn't tell him, Brother Divine, I don't talk to anyone before church. <laughs> didn't even tell you, Brother Divine. And suppose that every little thing you come to me... Now, that that's like Ned in the first reader. I, I could draw... My, I could say... Oh, <laughs> oh well... <laughs> Yeah, you'll learn. <laughs> uh, you know, the first year I had the Holy Ghost, I, I had a few little problems. <laughs> oh, you, you you make it just... Uh... Is there anyone here i ever done that to? You know, I live that with you. Because I know where you are. And I know how it hurts. Down in here. And I know what a traumatic experience you're going through with. Oh. You know. Some of you that fuss and wrangle. About being married. They're not here now. But I've had ladies come in and tell me about. Them down praying and their husband beat them. and, And turn the rock music up to where it just blasted and blowing pot smoke and pouring beer and cursing and and then you think you've got it tough because you didn't have the dinner ready and he come in and said what's the matter I'm hungry he's just picking on me all the time brother Westberg well you ought to have had it ready what are you for I know you're pretty but that's not all You know, a man's got a belly. When you fill it, he smiles. And when you don't, he don't. When you don't, he don't. Hadn't you learned that about men yet? Don't ever ask for a new dress till after he's eaten the apple pie. When supper's over and he's drinking coffee and he's full of apple pie. And say, oh, I saw the nicest dress. Oh, go get it, honey, go get it. Before supper, ah, always spending money. You see the timing of it. But let, let me tell you something. You don't have the tender concern for your brother and sister like you should have it. You do not have the tender concern for your brother and sister that you ought to have. You're, you're willing to demonstrate your own ability and you're willing to demonstrate your own spiritual knowledge and, and you're, you're willing to tell everybody how you do it and how what you think. Now, one of your problems is this. Every little fleeting thought that flips through your brain does not necessarily need to cause your mouth to fly open. You know, once in a while you can get a thought in your mind and keep your mouth shut. And once in a while something can come up. And you don't have to tell everybody how it ought to be done or what should have been done or or what went wrong the reason this happened and what they done to cause the whole thing. Just shut your mouth. You don't have to give your opinion on everything. I tell some folks the only thing that's free anymore is advice and most of that's bad don't take it. Even if it's free, don't take it. Because most of it is bad. Now, your attitude towards your brother, instead of trying to help him and preferring him and carrying him and and trying to lift him up, you are so filled with your own self-importance that you're just simply most of the time trying to demonstrate your own ability and your own intelligence and your own knowledge of the Scripture. Instead of trying to help the sinner understand. Now, sometimes I think I'm partly to blame. Because I bump heads with these fellas and... uh, Then I tell you about it, and you, bless God, I'm going to get him. Well, everybody is not like, now listen, when a man's open, you you should have seen how tender and kind and polite I was the other day in my driveway. And how I carefully searched for the proper words that would not antagonize or build a wall between us. Oh, I could have demon I could have started quoting scripture and and drew myself up and bless God, you gotta get the Holy Ghost or go to hell. Why don't you believe what the first Pope preached? Why don't your Pope now preach what the first one preached? I got on to the infallibility of the Pope and whether uh when, when, when Jesus said unto Peter, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I'm going to build my church. I said, now you, you Roman Catholics believe that the rock was Peter, but the word Petra in the Greek means pebble. And Jesus didn't build his church on a pebble. He built it on a rock. And in 1 Corinthians 10 it said, And that rock that followed them was Christ. I said he built it upon Christ. But you've got to be careful. And kind and as long as there how, how many can tell when a baby's eating? How many can tell when he stops? Tonight Marjorie ate a big breakfast A supper I'm all mixed up I hadn't had breakfast or supper either one for almost a week I've been eating them salads Oh she'd done it to me uh, pray for me Pray for me Fish and salad It's going to get out anyhow Saint John saw me eating fish and a salad And that, that blabber mouth He'll tell her I might as well tell it He'll tell it So here I am Fighting the battle of the salad And the fish And the lean meat And the dietetic root beer i'm on it i've been swatting calories like you wouldn't believe bought a brand new scale run in there and jump on it every five minutes well not quite that bad not quite that bad just morning and night but your attitude towards your brother God's going to judge you for that. Did you know that? It's not just lying and cheating and adultery and smoking and, and all of that stuff God's going to judge you for. But He's going to judge you for your attitude towards your brother and your sister. I, I want I want this to get home to you. I, I, I'm walking around in such a forest of... Spiritual giants that uh, I feel like David and Goliath. Huh? I, I'm just a David. Everybody around me is a Goliath. Huh? Ooh, I, I, I'm just afraid to open my mouth. There's so many of you spiritual giants around here. Well, Brother Westberg missed it there. How do you know? Time's still going on. It might look like it in your little world. I'll just tell you one thing. I'll let my works speak for themselves. Look at these two buildings. And look what's sitting here. Now, before you badmouth me, show me something better. Show me something better before you badmouth me. Show me some of your works. How many you brought to God in the last, well, you name it. Getting quiet in here now. Spiritual giants. Your attitude and your mouth now, Romans 12. Everybody turn to Romans 12. And verse 1. Oh, I, I, I hold that in Romans. I need to go back to one more. Proverbs 8 and 13, wife. I, I want to show you something. If you want to be a real spiritual giant, I'm not talking about the pseudo kind, the kind that you think you is. Read to me, wife. The
1: fear of the Lord.
0: Fear of the Lord. Is to hate evil. Is to hate evil. Pride. Read on. And
1: arrogance.
0: Pride. And, and arrogance. Proverbs sixteen thirty two now. I want to show you who's great in God's eyes. Not your eyes or what you think you are. Read wife. He that
1: is slow to anger.
0: He that is slow to anger
1: is better than the mighty
0: is better than a mighty man. If you can just be slow to anger. Read on.
1: And he that ruleth his spirit.
0: And if you could just rule your own spirit.
1: And he that taketh a city.
0: You're greater than a man that could take a whole city. If you could just rule your own spirit. Now, the biggest trouble you have with your spirit comes out your mouth. And a man that can't control his spirit or a woman that can't control her spirit, neither can she or he control their mouth. Now you mark somebody that can't control his mouth. He's got an ungovernable spirit. You mark a woman well that can't control her mouth. She's got an uncontrollable spirit. And it's going to lead you to hell you don't get control of it. You know, a woman walking around in her kitchen and she gets a little lonesome and, well, I'll just call somebody on the telephone. So, you might have been saved if it hadn't have been for that telephone. You get on the telephone and, well, it's a beautiful day, how's your children? Oh, my children, fine. And Johnny fell and, and cut his lip, but he cried a little while, doing fine. And Susie's doing fine. I got the house clean. And then about ten minutes of weather and housework. And you need to hang up. The longer you own that thing, the more you're going to let your mouth overload your appetite. When your conversation gets on someone, you're out into deep water already. Who made you an authority to judge? Where did you get your authority? Who cares about your opinions? Well, I don't think you'd be better off if you did not think. Your problem is that you are thinking. And everything you're thinking's coming right out of the... And you hang up the phone and you got a guilty feeling. But you shrug it off. And tomorrow you pick it up again. And you let your mouth run again. And you hang it up and you got a guilty feeling and you shrug it off. After a while, your conscience gets so seared that you can sit in church and the preacher talk about it, and you looking off and throwing it over your shoulder and trying to act like you're not doing it, and I know you are. Y'all you remember when I preached Gonzer's funeral? His favorite topic, his favorite little thing was, "Well, I don't see eye to eye with Brother Westberg." And then he'd prepare to cut me down and chew me up. And rah, 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 rah. I took that for about a year and a half because his, wa- his wife was the sweetest little old thing. And one night I got up and I said, Gonzer, it's time to preach your funeral. And I started in. I said, you sit back there and say, I don't see eye to eye with Brother Westberg. And you need to get your eyes in focus. And my office door is wide open. You can come to me anytime and talk about anything. But you won't come to me and talk about it. But you'll run your mouth behind my back. And that makes you a dirty coward. And then you come in here and sit down and look at me like you're not doing it, and that makes you a hypocrite. And the things you're saying is not true, so that makes you a liar. Now, my office door is open. Anything you don't understand, you can come in and say, Brother Westberg, I don't... I don't understand this. I have people call me all the time, and say, I don't know, I don't understand what, what, I, I, I don't get mad and scream and jump up and down. But when you run around behind my back and start bad mouthing me, you are a dirty coward. You want me to repeat that? I said, when you walk around behind my back, and talk about me. You're a dirty coward. Somebody walks up to you and says something about me. You say, you're a coward. You make a mark on him say, he's a coward. He's a coward. He don't have guts enough to come to Brother Westberg. Put a mark on him. Coward. And then weigh carefully what he says, whether it's a lie or not. And you might just as well mark a liar on him. And then if he comes in here and sits down and tries to look sanctified and holy, write hypocrite on him too. And that fits if they wear a skirt. There are not many visitors here tonight. That's why I'm walking this street. Your attitude towards your brother and your attitude toward the sinner. Now if you could rule your own spirit and rule your own tongue, you'd be a spiritual giant. Just shut your mouth and let everybody find out you're a giant. Just one time shut your mouth. When something comes up? Well I knew it all the time. Well (laughs) I knew he was going to get fired. (laughs) Well I knew he was doing this and he was doing that. You're doing the same things. Well I knew it all the time, you know. (laughs) Well, Why aren't you shouting tonight? You still examining self? Mm if He could rule his own spirit. Now I got to get on. Can't rule your own spirit. but you can get everybody else straight. Romans 12 and one, wife. Well, we, we need, we'll just go through it. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind That ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, read, verse three, wife. For I say, say,
1: Through the grace given unto me.
0: Through the grace given unto me to every man man,
1: that is among you. That what? That is among you. Every
0: man that's among you. I'm talking to you now.
1: Not to think of himself.
0: Don't think think of yourself. More highly highly than he
1: ought to
0: think. Than you ought to think. Now that's your problem. You think more highly of yourself than you ought to think. Read on.
1: But to think soberly.
0: You need to think soberly.
1: According as God hath dealt to every man mm, the measure of faith.
0: A measure of faith. Read on.
1: Or as we have many members in one body now
0: we're all in one body and why would you find fault with your body go down to verse 9 I, I'm not going to get on the body let
1: love,
0: let love
1: be without
0: be without dissimulation now that means don't let your church house love be different than the love on the job. Man, you're getting quiet in here. You know, something comes up. Brother Laboy does something. Well, I knew, I knew, I knew. Well, he shouldn't have done that. He should have done this. He should. Who told you? Who made you a judge? Well, he shouldn't have done this and he shouldn't have done that. and He should have done this and he should have done that. Who made you a judge? Where did you get all of your divinely inspired wisdom? Or do you just think more of yourself than you ought to think? I'm going to read it on. Verse 10, Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love, in honor preferring one another, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Let let me mark a carnal gossiper their first problem is they're not praying. You know why they don't pray? Because when they get down to pray, everything they've said begins to bother them and they don't want to feel conviction because they are so spiritually uh, capable and, and they're, <laughs> they're so divinely <laughs> uh, higher than everyone else that <laughs> they, they don't want to feel conviction. And, and every time I get down to pray, I think about what I said about so-and-so and what I said about so-and-so. And, and, and if you don't even think about it, Friend, you are in bad shape. You mark it down. Someone that does not pray, there is a reason why they don't pray. You know, prayer is one of the most wonderful things. I kept getting interrupted today. Yesterday I was praying and, and uh, Mick from AD Electric walked in on me. You ought to have seen the way he looked at me. Today, Mr. Carlton from Manhattan, we was talking about the air conditioning. I'm thinking about adding a little, Brother Riddle. When, when we uh, knock them walls out, we get to running about 600 and I got some real good ideas from him. He said well let's go in the church and look around I said well the ladies are praying Now if, if it doesn't bother you It won't bother them So we walked in And oh them ladies was, I mean they was tongue talking Holy Ghost praying up a store. He, he got a little nervous You know he, I stood there like You know everybody ought to do this every day And they should You hear me I said, you should. Now, I I was praying tonight. Somebody said, I started for your office door, and I heard you, and I turned around and didn't want to bother you. I I was praying this afternoon, and that that door back there is open. And I saw the the white footprints where somebody walked out, and and they walked clear over to here, and they stopped, and they turned around and went back. now if you can't pray there's a reason why you can't pray there is a reason that you do not want to pray and you need to find that reason and get rid of it because without prayer you're never going to be the perfect specimen that you need to be he said be a perfect even as your father in heaven is and instead of worrying about your brother you ought to be worried about yourself is anybody here Jesus perfect is there one soul sitting in this place that is Jesus perfect how many of you are not Jesus perfect well then we, we got some room to try hadn't we Now, now, why do you cut your brother down and put your brother down when the problem resides with you and your prayerless life? That's where the problem is. You and your prayerless life and your rotten attitude and your ungovernable spirit and your spiritual pride. That's where the problem is. Now let's go to Romans 14. Him that is, verse 1, Him that is weak in the faith. Now you never you never read this. You can quote Acts 2.38, but listen to this. Him that is weak in the faith, put him down and ridicule him. What's it say? Receive him, ye, or him, but not to doubtful disputations. Don't get to disputing with him. You know, you love to dispute. Some of of you are so ignorant, I'm going to say ignorant, that you will argue Scripture in front of a sinner. You'll get into an argument over the Bible in front of a sinner. So spiritually ignorant. And get to arguing and fussing with each other. In front of a sinner. Him that is weak in the faith. Receive him but not to doubtful disputations. Now it goes on to say one that believeth he may eat all the things. Another he he just eats herbs. said let not him that eateth despise him that eateth not. And let not him that which eateth not judge him that eateth. For God hath received them. Who art thou? I want you to get this. The writer is saying who are you? that judges another man's servant to his own master he standeth or falleth yea he shall be holden up for God is able to make him stand one man esteems one day above another another esteems every day alike let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind but he that regardeth the day regardeth unto the Lord and he that regardeth not the day To the Lord he regardeth it not. He that eateth, eateth to the Lord, for he giveth God thanks. And he that eateth not to the Lord, he eateth not and giveth God thanks. For none of us liveth to himself, and no man dieth to himself. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord. And whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live therefore or die, we are the Lord's. Verse 10, But why... Dost thou judge thy brother? Now Paul had some of this stuff going on in the Roman church. That's why he was writing like this. He said, Who are you that judges your brother? Judging another man's servant. Then he went on to say, But why dost thou judge thy brother? Or why dost thou set at naught thy brother? For we shall all stand, Before the judgment seat of Christ. If you're going to judge somebody. Judge yourself. And quit judging your brother. Now. 2 Corinthians 10 and 12. I'm going to tell you the real problem. Read to me, wives, 2 Corinthians 10 and 12. I see you're back. For we dare not
1: make ourselves of make the ourselves,
0: number. Read.
1: Of, the number, of the number or compare ourselves to or some. Or
0: compare ourselves to some. Now, that's what you're doing. You're comparing yourself to some.
1: That commend themselves.
0: Those that commend themselves, spiritually proud, always commending themselves, always building up their little world, you know, and and you're comparing yourself with them. And read on, Laugh. Read.
1: But they measuring themselves by themselves. Oh,
0: measuring yourself by yourself.
1: And comparing. Well, themselves. he
0: made so many mistakes. He got the wrong palate in the wrong place. Oh. Now, I haven't done that yet. No, but you run over the boss and broke his leg. You see, you hadn't done that, but you'd done something so much worse is what I'm getting to you. Well, I hadn't done that. That was pure ignorance. Put the pallet in the wrong place out at Woolworths. Oh my, it looks like he'd have better sense and back over the boss and break his leg. Well, it's just an accident, you know, it was me. You know, if you do it, it's an accident, but he should have known better. But now, I, do, well, I, I had a little accident, yeah. You know how accidents happen. Backed over the boss and broke his leg. An accident, you know. Sir, it was an accident, and besides, it's your fault. You shouldn't have been there. But you can get on the dude that set the pallet in the wrong place, the ignorant outfit. Looks like he learned after a while. How long has he been out here? Been here longer than I have. Setting them pallets all over. out outfit. Well, sure, I backed over the boss. But, you know, everybody's allowed one little mistake, you know. Aren't we allowed one little mistake? Tear him up. And you've done something ten times as bad, but of course, we'll cover that up, you know. (laughs) Measuring yourself by yourselves, comparing yourself among yourselves. Read on, wife.
1: And comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. You're not wise. That we will not boast of things.
0: You know who you ought to be comparing yourself to? Jesus. Huh? Huh? Now, I I got just a little time. I'm going to get over to James. I, I didn't cover this like I wanted to. James 1 and 19. Wife, I'm going to get on your mouth a little bit. I, I don't dare tell this story. I, I it it has implications that I I just can't tell it in mixed company. But oh, I read that thing and I couldn't believe what I was reading. It was in a spiritual book. It, it I believe it was I believe it was Spurgeon got up in front of his tabernacle, ten thousand people out there and Spurgeon said these things in front of that congregation I I just I just don't dare hear. but well I'm not going to but he brought out the thing that gets a man into more trouble than anything else and he went on and on and on and on and on about that part of a man that gets him into more trouble than anybody else and then he said now I'm going to show it to you and he stuck out his tongue of course by that time three women had already fainted He stuck out his tongue. Now, read to me, wife, James 1 and 19.
1: Wherefore, my beloved brethren.
0: Wherefore, my beloved brethren. You know what? James was a hard down preacher, friend. You can believe one thing. He was not running scared. Oh, him and Jude. I, I like Jude. Now, Jude is the axe of the apostate church. Jude draws us a picture of the backslidden church. Someday I'm going to preach on that again. Mm. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to, hear, be swift to
1: hear, slow to slow
0: speak, to speak
1: and slow to wrath.
0: Now, 90% of us are the other way. We're slow to hear and swift to speak. But you need to be swift to hear and slow to speak. That's in the same Bible Acts 2.38 is in. The same one that said, Thou shalt not lie, said... Be swift to hear and slow. Everybody say slow (laughs) to speak. Everything that comes up, mouth flies open. And slow to wrath. James 3 and 2. For in many things we offend all. Now what that really should say. In many things we all offend. That's what James is really saying. The translator got those two words turned around. James is saying. For in many things we all offend. If any man offend not in word. The same. Is a perfect man and also able also to bridle the whole body. You can get everything under control if you control control your mouth and your spirit if you can do that. We put bits, behold, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold, also the ships, which, though they be so great, are driven of fierce winds, yet they are turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. Even so the tongue is a little member, boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. I'm going down to verse 8. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Therewith we, bless we God, even the Father, therewith curse we men. Oh, you say, Brother Westberg, I don't curse men. When you start putting people down and backbiting and cutting. Bless God, come in here. Testify, sing, dance in the aisle, shout hallelujah. Walk right out and knife your brother in the back. Blessing God and cursing men. James said, Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing, my brethren. These things ought not so to be. Does a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter can a fig tree my brethren bear olive berries either a vine figs by their fruits ye shall know them so can no fountain yield both salt water and fresh who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom but if ye have bitter envying and strife in your hearts glory not and lie not against the truth this wisdom Descendeth not from above, but is earthly and sensual and devilish. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. Now, I don't have time to cover everything that I've read to you tonight. He that can rule his own spirit. Let let me tell you this, you that are having trouble. I had a violent temper when I was in the world. It kept me in trouble. I don't know how many jobs it got me fired off from. I wouldn't take anything from anybody. Got a lot of knots. You know, I think that's not going to hurt anyone but you eventually. I had more problems with my temper. After I prayed through in my spirit. And, uh. I won't go through the times that I almost reached out and got somebody. You know, the Holy Ghost always stopped me just in time. It'd be in me to do it, and I just and and the Holy Ghost would stop me. Now I feel that I've reached a place where I can control. You know, I could dwell. You'd be surprised what I know about you and your weaknesses and your faults. And when I look at you, I don't see your faults. I see the good things that you do. I see the ones of you that come to clean the church house. I see the ones of you, every little bit of tithe envelope, something for the building fund. Some of you just write. Bobby Wilson is not here tonight. Are you here, Bobby? Bobby's not here. He's working. He he used to write, still does once in a while on his tithe envelope, heaped up, pressed down, and running over. I when when I look at you, I think about one of them coming the mail, just there. Today or yesterday, I can't remember. It was such a nice card. Anonymous. Just signed from one of your sheep. You see in your, in your weaknesses and in your stumbling and when you fall and when you make mistakes. I don't dwell on that. But I remember where you came from. And I remember what you've done. And I know where you are. And I know you're trying hard. And I'm not going to hurt you. I like what a man said one time. He said, if I can't help you, if I can't help you, I'm not going to hurt you. If you could look at your brother with that in your eye. Now, I'm not going to hurt you, Brother Willis. But I'm going to help you if you let me. If you let me, I'm going to help you. But I'm not going to hurt you. You see, spiritual pride and and all of that is, is going to get you into such an attitude. And it said, if a man say he loves God and loveth not his Brother, He said, you're a liar. So then we demonstrate how we love God by the way we love our brother, right? If that is a demonstration of how we love God, then the attitude and the concern that we show to our brother demonstrates our love for God. My older sister, I took her out to the, I've got to close, took her out to the museum at Fort Riley. I bought a book on Custer and Indian fighting, Indian wars. I've said this a lot of times, the church is like a fort and the Indians are all around us and they're shooting at us. And the arrows and the bullets are flying. Now we're going to make it. Unless we start shooting at each other. If we stop shooting at the Indians. And I say brother Gomez. I just somehow don't like you. Pow. Now words are worse than bullets. Words are worse than arrows. And they're as deadly and they're poisonous. And they cut deep and they destroy. And if we start shooting at each other, brother, boy, uh, bam! And we get to shooting at each other. The Indians are going to come in and take over the fort if we shoot at each other. I've got to close this Bible study. I ought to give an altar call right now. God's talking to some of you right now. Of course, you'll throw it off when you walk out the door. You'll shrug it off and pop some remark. You know, a couple of times down in the old church, I preached on Sunday morning, and I said, I want everyone to get up and walk out of here. I don't want you to say a word to nobody. I don't want you to shake hands with anyone. I want you to get up and walk out that door and don't speak to anyone and go home and spend the afternoon thinking about what I have preached to you. How many of you remember that? So many times you walk out the door and your friend and you pop a light remark and it's all gone. It's all gone. I am vitally concerned about some of you. If you don't change your attitude and your spirit and get control of your mouth, I just can't see how you're going to make it to heaven. I don't. or else the Bible's a lie. You know, there's things in there about backbiting and gossip and malice. And you can do it right on and not bat an eye. Cut your brother down and destroy him and walk on him and put your foot in his face and come back to church and sit here and grin at me something wrong down in your insides friend